athleticism of Cox. He can go on the number third. 200 centimetres. You can't do that. Through a bit of traffic. The right foot Nana. And it's just class. It bounces the way of Jones. This is extraordinary now. Picked up by Stringer. One-handed. Onto the right boot. Jake Stringer. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essendon Footy Club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott. Hello and this is one of our biggest shows ever. So we're, we're rather excited. Uh, today we have the champion halfback Mason Redman uh, coming onto the show. We're going to join him soon on Zoom yep. uh, and just have a chat about footy and chat about the offseason and and where he's at and, and what the preseason looks like, what Brad Scott looks like. Where did he uh, go in the off-season? Did he have 98 beers? He went all that good stuff? Everywhere over Europe, I yeah, think. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, so, look, it, it's this is obviously a big moment for us and, and, you know, it's you know it's very rare that we get access to the senior players, but when you get one that's probably in the top five players, uh, it's a really big deal. So And the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast's Player of the Year. Yes, exactly. So yep. it, it works beautifully. So, look... Uh, We'll obviously uh, cover the trade period in, in, in a short amount of time. Hopefully in the next coming days we'll have a, a quick rundown. And it's just happened. We understand the Wiedemann uh, has come along and Setterfield's come along and, yep. and, and Aaron's gone to Sydney. So we'll talk about that in another show. So, But this one is really just dedicated to Mason Redman. So... Really, we know that's who you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, we really know that you really want to hear from Mason. So we're going to do the shortest of... Intro of all time. So look, uh, we won't muck around. We'll, we'll get uh, Mason on the uh, on the line, and we'll have a chat. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, joining us today, uh, I think it's got to be one of our best guests, um, one of our biggest guests on the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Um, he's our 80-game number 27 halfback flank, straight out of Millicent in South Australia to the via Glenelg to the Bombers. It is Mason Redmond. G'day, Mason. Welcome to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me. Mason, it's so good to have you. Now, you wouldn't know this, but we, the podcast had their end of season awards. We actually voted you player of the year uh, in 2022. So first of all, congratulations on a stunning year, mate. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. It was, um, uh, yeah, it was a good year. It's good to finally, from my point of view, bring, bring together all the stuff I've been working on, hopefully. Um, I can show over the next few years that this was just a good launching pad and I can uh, keep progressing and being an important member for the team. So that's what it's, all I really uh, strive to be. So, um, yeah, so that's where I'm at. 
And sure, sure, Wrighty kicked a few goals and, and he's two <laughs> metres tall and sure, Crichton medals and stuff. But, mate, the, the, the overall, that was the thing, Scott, and I were that impressed when we gave you that prestigious award from Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Um, the trophy's coming to your place, by the way. We'll send the trophy out to you. Um, but the, your overall contribution to the um, to the team, um, in your position at halfback, and we know you've got run, we know you can um, um, you can take a sneaky um, handball and kick bombs from outside 50 and stuff. But one of the things that really impressed us this year, and I, I just wanted to know from a non-AFL elite athlete point of view, um, <laughs> you're, you were everywhere. You were all – it seemed like you were all over the ground. You, you covered so much – distance or perceived distance from our point of view. W- was that correct? Like when they give you telemetry, uh, telemetry and that sort of stuff, did you increase the amount of Ks that you moved and ran? Because you dead set seemed like you were everywhere. Well, I think the I think my growth in that aspect probably came from just maturing, getting smarter as a player. I think in the past I've had a tendency to – I'm naturally a pretty good runner. and I think in the past I've had a tendency to just run around um yep. whereas now i feel like i'm getting to better spots and okay. um and able to cover the ground probably a bit better with um, a few more pre-seasons under my belt so i'm getting getting to positions earlier and and then and then i think that flows on once i am able once i get the ball i feel as though in the past i probably rushed and um my mind was probably going a bit too fast for my body but i think um i think now I'm, I'm, i felt like i was in a good place and and that's why my probably disposal efficiency and that sort of stuff went up as well. So, um, yeah, I think I've probably probably put it down to just, yeah, getting a few good seasons under my belt and um, getting confident in where I'm running and, and not overthinking the game too much because it's, uh, it's a pretty simple game footy and I think I, I think it can get overcomplicated a lot. I'm interested, uh, Mason, on the evolution of where you've been as a player because you're – how you were this year, it felt like your body was right um, because it felt like in the hub you had that kind of your body kind of wasn't right. You couldn't get the best out of yourself and there was, if you know, you're injured and, and that sort of stuff. But, you know, this year it seemed like everything seemed to click. Uh, I'm wondering the evolution of Mason Ribbon because you, be, you kind of were at some stages so dominant and you're having like 32, 34 possession kind of games. Is there an evolution where you actually may even progress to a midfield kind of situation yeah potentially i was obviously chatting to you boys before we started i'd i'll just be keen to go wherever the team thinks i'm most important um i think i've i've been in the been in the system seven years now and it's it's flown by probably too quickly for my liking and i can see the <laughs> you can sort of see the end coming already even though it's a long way away nah, um not, see, not even close mate no i know i understand i understand that but <laughs> If the seven years, the first seven years is flown by this quickly, yeah. if I'm if I'm in the system, another seven it'll fly by just as quick. So, yeah. um, my my focus now is is solely on what I can do for the team to put us in the best position to win. It sounds you know, pretty simple and probably um, I don't know. It just sounds like it should be what everyone does. But the start of your career, you're sort of worrying about yourself a lot, trying to trying to break into the team, trying to be a consistent AFL footballer. Um, but now I feel like I've got got to that point. I just want to put everything, all my effort into into winning for the team. Like that, it's um yeah, it's it's probably flipped. Probably even from the start of the year, I felt like I was still, for whatever reason, I felt like I was still earning my stripes. And I think um, for the rest of my career, I'll probably be like that. But um, the thinking in my mind, um, something just switched in my mind, and now now all I care about is winning. And 
Um, it's, it's allowed me to get um, the best out of myself, trying to be the most dependable teammate I can be. So, um, yeah, I'll just – if um, if Brad wants to put me into midfield, I'll head into the midfield. <laughs> if he wants to put me up forward, I'll give it a crack. Probably won't be happy, but I'll give it a crack. <laughs> really? But um, if I'm at half-back, I'm, yeah, I know I'm comfortable there. So, um, yeah, I'll just keep trying to be the best teammate I can be. Uh, I found uh, – I hope this is uh... – something you may agree with, but just an observer, uh, I felt like this year I could see a lot more leadership in, in your game. Like uh, I just noticed you were talking quite a lot and, and you know, no doubt, you know, there's been the, the spotlights on, you know, a few areas in the midfield. And uh, do, do you feel like you got 80 games under your belt and where the club performed this year that – you your own like leadership role like you're kind of self-assessing going actually i've got to take that and our 25 year olds whether it be the <coughs> langford and the mcgraths and the merits we've got to actually kind of grab the club a little bit by the by the scruff of the necks with brad scott and and kind of okay we've got to be the ones that really take it to another level and and demand kind of certain standards with kids and and show it and 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 talk and so is that something that I felt like it really progressed in your game, like the way you're talking and, and instructing the field? That is that something you felt yourself that you were growing in that area? Yeah, I definitely feel like I've had a lot of growth um, in that area naturally. Um, and it probably goes back to what I said earlier about just trying to be the best teammate and most dependable teammate I can possibly be. And, and that's being vocal in the back line. Um, if, you, if you look at our lists, um, just the way it's made up, we don't, we're not necessarily overstocked with heaps of senior players. If you look yeah. at a team mm-hmm. like Geelong, they've, uh, it, it gets spoken about that they're old, but that shows that they've got a lot of experience. They've got a lot yeah. of leadership on on the field, and and it shows shows that that's important. And I, yeah, I just don't think we're at this stage. We're blessed with heaps of. We're not. We don't have heaps of games played on our list. Yeah. Um, so as you as you said, I do think. It's very important for us guys around my age, Andy, the year below, and a couple of years above to really grab it and, and, and make the club our own. Especially now with the, you know, Brad as a new senior coach on board, he'll bring his own coaching philosophies and um, I'm looking really forward to working with him. And I think, um, uh, yeah, I think over the year, just what I've been working on, naturally I've got, got better at that. I think in the past I've, overthought the game as I as I sort of touched yeah. on a bit earlier. I was a bit of an overthinker. So I sort of get caught up in my own head a lot. But um yeah, I think now I've I've simplified um and learned what, what my value to the team is and and um yeah I think that's really allowed me to get outside myself and and uh yeah be a leader on the field. I have never really well at AFL level I've never really thought um any leadership role was um I didn't think I would be worthy of a leadership role, but um, I'm just going to keep working away at myself and, yeah, and as I said, be the best teammate I can be. And if I'm if I'm put in that role, in any sort of leadership role, I'll, I'll grab it with both hands. But um, you did win yeah, best. I, you did win best clubman. Did that? Did that give you a little bit of validation of where you're at? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I just uh, I was sort of brought, my parents brought me up just to try to be, um, yeah, a good person. That's how I try to be all the time around the club and I think with me relaxing a little bit <laughs> with football um, yep. due, due to not overthinking it I've been able to be myself a lot more um, yeah. and, and and not sort of um, well, not pretend to be someone but like 
try to be someone that you're not almost. Like I've yep. relaxed into footy. I'm finding I'm, lo- I'm loving my time at the club, loving playing footy, and, and that's allowing me just to loosen up and, and be myself around the club. And I think it's – um. Yeah, well, I think the the yeah the best team man is probably an indication of that, and it's yeah very very um, very thankful and proud to be recognised. So, mate, so the the I think I'd, I'd love to expand a bit more on what you were just saying. Then, like the the change in in you over say the, the last sort of two years, and especially last year as well. Does how does the club feed into that? Like they they obviously give you, I assume, week to week feedback and end of season um, exit interviews and the like. So, is it I mean, we, we saw during the year, one of the things that I, I really liked um, was when Truck was talking to Nick Bryan. And obviously, this isn't the first time those two were talking. And he Truck sat him down and said, how do you reckon you're going, um, Nick? And it was a bit of an open-ended question because if Nick said, mate, I'm tearing it up, <laughs> I should be the number one rock, blah, 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 blah. And Truck goes, easy, Tiger, that's probably not what we, where we think. But it was a, it was more of a question of you tell us where you think you're at, we'll tell you where we think you're at, and then we'll, we'll figure out what to do to get there. Is that the kind of feedback that you get from the club as a player, that, Mason, you, you're really hitting your marks, you're doing what we want you to do, keep it up? Or, Mason, you need to concentrate a bit more in this area. And has that helped you relax a bit more knowing your clear goals and what Mason needs to do in the side. Yeah, I think the the club and and probably more specifically your line coach is always having conversations with you about what you need to improve on, improve on, whether that's on the field, off the field, away from the club. Um, we have a continual development plan that we go back to. Okay. Um, um, that you revisit all the time and. I've been lucky enough to work with Gia over over the last couple of years, and um, after working with him, it's probably no surprise to me um, that I've been able to, yeah, start getting somewhere up towards my potential. Um, yeah. At times, I I think he's probably a lot. Of, there's a couple of other coaches I could name along the way, but he's he's probably um, probably one of the best that I've best coaches that I've ever had um, and been able to work with. So I'm very thankful to be able to work with him. Um, on a weekly basis, and I think, um, I think for me personally, you can you can get this feedback all the time, and and like you can work on it. But yeah, I felt I felt like I was working on it, and you're sort of not getting anywhere, you're not getting anywhere, and then all of a sudden uh, things start to click into place. Um, okay. Yeah, you can't necessarily put your put your finger on a moment in time where it was like, oh, now I'm now I've made it. You or feel like you, you belong. I, I yeah, feel like I've come. It's sort of just. Sort of happens organically if you keep working hard and um, on the areas that you're focusing on. And yeah, I think I think the issues the issues can lie if your if your perception of where you're at is different to where the coaches and the club's yeah. perception of where you're at. So if you think you're going really well and they and they think you're not going well, the clue there's an issue. But it's um, of, thankfully over the last couple of years, at the end of the hub year, I knew I'd had a bad year. Um, was very honest with myself when and. And did some hard thinking and and was very honest with myself. And in the exit meeting that year, I was able to be brutally honest to myself. And and the coaches didn't really have to say much because I I knew where I was at and where I went wrong and and these sort of things. And um and yeah, I've been able to yeah with the help of Gia over the last couple of years and and uh, a few other people around the club in my support um, group. I've been able to yeah start hitting some boxes and. And, uh, yeah, I think I'm heading in the right direction. Now, just getting back to the announcement of the senior coach, um, 
I won't go into truck and, you know, I think we all know truck's a, a great person and, and we, you know, I wish him all the well, wish him all the best with the Tigers and all that sort of stuff. Um, but obviously, you know, reality is there's a new coach. Brad Scott is named. I just want to know what your initial thoughts are and then the follow-up kind of meetings, although they would be limited in the off-season, the, the kind of chat you've had with him, what, what kind of have has kind of the mantras that he's initially sort of put into the group? Yeah, well, I think um, just straight off the bat, I was very excited to um, – it probably is going to sound weird, but it probably didn't matter who it was um, that got the job. You get an excitement when when you get a senior coach. You go from obviously having nothing, you don't know what direction you're heading in, and then you find out you got Brad Scott. He's obviously had a lot of experience. I was a North supporter um, when he was a the coach there before I got into the AFL system. Um so I've seen, I obviously know a little bit of his work. He has a lot of experience there. So it's exciting to have, obviously the club was going after an experienced coach. So um, yeah, it's exciting to get him on board. And um, I haven't necessarily had too much, um, ha- haven't had too much to do with him just yet. We, he had a quick chat to us players prior to the BNF, which, um, yeah, which got me pretty excited to, to work with him. He was, um, I think he knows what he wants after after having that experience in the system, he knows what he wants. And yep. um, I think he knows the way he's going to get it. And I think that's exciting for the group. I think um, I think the group's craving um, someone who, yeah, drives drives those standards very hard and is uncompromising in, in the way he does that. Um, yeah, and I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll probably catch up with him in the coming weeks um, yeah. mm. for a catch-up and pick his brains about a few things and – and, um, yeah, see, see what his thoughts are about where he thinks the club's going and where we're at and, and that sort of thump and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I can't wait for the start of pre-season and to see, and to see how everything clicks into place. Absolutely. Mate, can I, can I take you back to probably not a fun time uh, last year? Um, as, as supporters, we're, we're sitting on the other side of the fence and we are absolutely keen as mustard to see you boys run out for game one, right? You've... You have worked hard over the preseason. We've been down to training. We've seen you boys. Geez, Redders looks good, um, and everybody's looking good, right? Everybody is on top of the ground, and they're flying. And then we get the start of the season that we got last year. Can what? Can you give us a bit of an insight? What what happened? I know it's not the ideal. It's not even close to the ideal of what you guys would have wanted. But it was it was a very confusing time from a supporter's point of view because. We, we had Wrighty and, and Mason Redmond was looking good and everybody was looking good. And then we just had these really, and again, mate, I'll, I'll be honest from a fan's point of view, really disappointing start to the season. Is, is there any sort of any sort of insight that you can give us as to why that happened? Just to give the, the fans a bit of an understanding because i got to say, mate, we were very confused as to, as to why that happened. Yeah, well, I think obviously coming out of last year, we met, we... I'll probably be honest. I think we probably overperformed a bit in in 2021. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you guys share that opinion, but um, I think whether I don't know exactly what happened with the start of the year. I felt like we were training very well. Um, yeah. I felt like think things were progressing well, and then um, obviously last year we were lucky. We didn't have many injuries at all. Yeah. Um, which was helpful, obviously. <laughs> but um, and then the start of this year, we're going. I felt like we we're going pretty well. We had a good hit out against Bulldogs. 
uh, in the preseason. Uh, did pretty well, and then uh, did we? Did play, we play I think else you played the. Well? I think you played the Saints, and that was kind of a game of two halves. The first half yeah. you were a little bit, uh, a bit, a little bit yeah. all over the place, and the second half you started to click a bit better. Yeah, yeah. So we, um, yeah, obviously we did all right in the in the preseason, and and the boys were feeling pretty confident, and then. Obviously, Geelong are a class outfit, as they showed. Yeah, yeah, the, absolutely. When in the Premiership, probably, um, probably almost. To, I, I can't, I, I can't really think back to what I was thinking during the game, but almost, I would, I would say, took us by surprise and and really brought us back down to earth. And it's like, bloody hell, maybe we, maybe we're not that good. And I think it took a bit of the wind out of the sails. And then, um, with with a young group, as I said, we're not. We're not um, blessed with heaps of experience on the list, and yeah. and I think uh, and then a few injuries happened. Um, obviously, Zach got injured. Jakey wasn't around much. Um, you take a few of the senior guys that we did have away from the group, and then it's a it was almost um, like looking back, like a group of uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I suppose we're unconfident um, at the times, unconfident boys playing against men. Um, yeah. And that's, and, that's understandable, and, and I think. Yeah. And, we, and then, like, I felt like um, if we were able to get a couple of wins on the board and then get a bit of confidence as we did last year, but we just weren't able to do that. The, the, the competition's as hard as it has ever been. Yeah. Um, and we weren't able to do it. We had some, obviously, good wins throughout the year, but, uh, means means nothing when you're not able to bring it on a weekly basis. So, um, yeah, that's probably one of the one of the things. Got got games in the guys this year. Obviously, Nick Martin yeah. um, had a great first season. Perko <laughs> continued to grow. Randy yeah. got a few games into him. Yeah. Durham. Um, so I'm yeah I'm hoping with with a new obviously new guy at the helm in Brad and new coach and um, him setting the standards. Hopefully we can. We can bounce back and and continue a linear build instead of a up down sort of motion as as we've had over the first seven years of my career. I'd, I'd sort of have a chat to people about it. We sort of had a tough year in 2016, did well in 17, down in 18, up in 19, down in 20, up in 21, yeah. down in 22. Yeah. So it's like uh, it would be good to yeah hopefully start getting on the end of a sort of more of of a more linear growth. Um, yeah, and just build build into the hopefully the next next um, period of success for the club. So that's that's what we're aiming for. Instead of being a flash in the pan, we want to be a good team over over a long period of time. And getting off the subject of the start of the season, I mean, I I would would I be right in saying that that period of time where, like you said, there's the the lack of experience and and it's 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 not your fault. It's just you're a young team, right? Um, and that insight into understanding about how the younger guys um, perform and the the benefits of having those veterans. Would I be right in saying that last season was a good teacher for the players as to how to sort of when when you're down, how to stick together and then how to come back from that? Because you know what they say. I mean, like to, winning games is great, but not performing is a is an even better teacher. Um, I always find. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I have a little bit of a different view to that. I think okay. Um, I think you can learn just as much from your wins as you do from your losses. Mm. Um, and I think obviously it'll be a good learning year. And you can you can you can say that after every 
bad game, every bad year, you can say, oh, that'll be a good learning experience. But until we, until we start putting um, actions out on the field and start changing it as a playing group and as a club, um, yeah, I don't think the words are going to mean too much, um, especially to the fans. The fans care about winning. Um, I care about winning. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's what we want to do. If we, if we, hopefully we have learned a lot from this year. We, yeah. We've obviously had some good performances. We, we knocked off. We lost against Sydney up there, got absolutely smashed off the park, and then we're able to, able to match them and, and, and knock them off at the G. So um, you could say we learned a little bit from that and we just got to keep taking experiences out of every single game and, and not, not um, saying all the right things during the week yeah, and start yeah. showing all the right things on the park because that's, that's ultimately what, it, what it's all about. Yep. So. You, you mentioned at the start about you just you, – you're right now where you are at your footy, you just want to be team first. It, it felt like – it felt like as the year went on, you know, there was obviously the highlight of, of the um, the transition footy, and you you as a halfback person would probably be looking up the ground, going, "Okay, guys, <laughs> can we stop it? Because uh, these want because these uh, quick transitions are killing me." But uh, uh, so is for me as a fan, and we talked this about on the podcast. So I'll be very honest. We yep. it, it felt like to me, you go because it's probably a young group. The, you know, to teach a, a Geelong, Richmond, selfless, everyone selfless footy, you know, it might be transition, hey, I'll cover your man if you cover mine because I'm in a better position, that kind of naturally working for each other. It felt like to me that there were, some, there were just some moments where one or two just broke down the system and then the whole thing breaks down and, and it, it looks terrible but it's really just not everyone on the park as far as – is that – Am I wrong in saying that? That's just felt like for me, just like it's just learning to do selfless things and and as a team, and then that's when you really grow to become consistent. Yeah, well, I think um, oh bloody hell, I've lost my train of thought here. But I think um, I think if it's it's very hard to get to a goal if not everyone's pulling in the in the same direction. Yeah, um, and and people. Won't I guarantee you? People won't wouldn't be deliberately um, not doing that selfish stuff. I, obviously, football. I'm not just going to sit here and say football is an easy game. Football is a hard game. That, that's why not not many people are able to make it. You got to um, work super hard during the week. So on the on the um, on the weekend, you can be as I've spoken about in the past on here. You you just everyone's got to try to be the most dependable teammate you can be um, for the blokes next year. Um, and I think, yeah, as you said, like playing a system, um, like lots of footy, it's not really one-on-one anymore. It's more system-based. If um, one or two areas break down, it breaks down the whole system. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think as, as you touched on with the more well, the, the premiership sides over the last few years, they've been able to get groups together that everyone knows their role, plays their role, and if someone's not in the right spot, someone will cover for them. Um, and yeah, with a young group, we're we're building towards that. I think um, at times this year and and last year, you're able to see when we are able to get it together for two, three, four quarters. It looks and as looks good really as good. And, and yeah, buddy oath, and we're able to and we're able to have really good performances. But I think um, having that young team, we've we've been very inconsistent at it. And but in saying that, we can't keep using having a young team as an excuse. We've yeah. got to try to get there and get there as quick as we possibly can. Like teams have been able to get there in the past with young groups, 
Um, and we don't want to see ourselves as any difference. We are going into this preseason. We want to, we want to, I hope that everyone is the same as me and wants to be in a rush in trying to be successful as quick as possible. Um, and then, and then the next, and then the next goal obviously is to sustain it. As I said, as I said earlier, more, more linear growth and be able to stay up at the top for a long period of time instead of jumping up and, and going back, back down, down again. Yeah. yeah. Look, uh, I'm not going to go too much into it, but there's obviously been a a, a a trying time for the club. We'll just say uh, the last month and and a lot of change. Uh, we obviously talked about external review. Um, I just sort of getting your thoughts as a player. I mean, even the announcement uh, yesterday about the head of development, you know, and the focus. You know, Dave Barnes talked about the focus. We need to be a football club. Like we need to, you know, football's our business. We need to get you know, development right, uh, and no doubt with the age group, yeah, that's 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 key. But how are you feeling with what's happened the last month without – I don't want to put you in the wrong spot or anything, but as a player, like how are you feeling the last month and do you feel like what's coming out of this as a footballer is something that you can buy into? Well, I think obviously the past month probably it's fair to say, fair to say that it hasn't been perfect. Um, that's a, that's, that's think, very yeah. diplomatic of you, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, but I think um, I'm probably very thankful that it's happened at a time when we're not playing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's in the off season, so to be honest, that hasn't occupied too much of my mind. As 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 long as everything's um, running smoothly by the time we get back for preseason and then into next year, that's that's what's important to us as players. I think got a lot of lot of trust in minds, um, and I'm. Uh, obviously, looking forward to to working with Brad, and uh, and hopefully we can tick off a, a new CEO soon. Um, and yeah, hopefully we can just be able to put it get put an environment in place where everyone's just able to concentrate on footy. I think just stable, yeah, just being yeah. stability, yeah, yeah. A stable environment where we can just concentrate over footy uh, over a consistent period of time. Obviously, there's been probably the last well, as long as I've been at the club, there's been a continual um, changing of the changing of the guard yeah. in, in, in different positions. And I think you look at the clubs that have um, had success and you, you look at Geelong, they're a very stable environment. Richmond, um, Hardwick's been the coach there. They've had the same guys around there for a long period of time, players, coaches. Um, I think if we're, we're, we're able to build that by the start of pre-season and then hopefully that carries on for years to come, um, yeah, that's what will be important important for us. I think us players have got to concentrate on yeah, getting our job done um, on the field and then I feel as though the wider club will just take care of itself if if um, if we start performing on the field. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, on, a, on a lighter <coughs> note, mate, um, sort of away from footy for a minute, we saw a lot of Instagram posts. <laughs> where did you where'd you go in the off-season? Did you have a ball and who was BOG? And what was your favourite place? Yeah. Yeah, we um we had a trip to Europe, which was which was really nice. It was yeah. probably the longest three weeks of my life. Um, <laughs> went went a bit went a bit hard at the start. We needed to blow off some steam. So, um, yeah, probably I'd say probably Oktoberfest or or the start in Ibiza were my two favourites. Um, just having all the boys together and being able to relax a bit after obviously having a tough year and 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 a very tough ending to the year with everything that sort of happened. 
Um, were there yeah, any so the BOGs off after five yeah, getting, sort of BOGs? Um, yeah, I would say everyone everyone had their time in the sun. Nice, um, good, 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 good. Yeah, shared around. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah that's a, what we want to hear. It was a good trip. Um, good. I, I, I um, did the first, obviously did the first five days with the, all, all the boys um, in Spain, and then after that we sort of split off, and I was with uh, Jado and and Hindy for the next couple of weeks, and I was uh, happy to, happy to see the back of them once we made it. Back <laughs> really? to okay, Hindy's yeah, a dangerous was, man to uh, to yeah, want to yeah, to yeah, want to cling to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was pretty pretty energetic and fun the the whole time those folks, and I was I was keen on having a holiday, and I never really got one, so. I, um, <laughs> okay. I was. Uh, I got a. I had to have a fair bit of rest when I got back, but uh, we settled back in now and cracking into the off season. And yeah, just keen to keen to get to work and and get back into it next year and and show you fans that we actually. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah. I don't like seeing messages and stuff online that it looks like that we don't care and that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, show you guys that we we really do care and um, hopefully we can we can show that on the field next year. No, nah, brilliant, brilliant, mate. Uh, look, I mean, obviously yourself, that would never be uh, something a, a fan would say about yourself because uh, cl- clearly you cared and, and clearly you're, you're up to your game big time. And uh, I must admit, I, I was at the Crichton and and uh, I was gutted when I saw the scores tied with about four rounds to go. I was like, oh, no, he gets his injury uh, in a couple of weeks. And uh, so uh, I was rooting for you. But, uh, but saying that, uh, you would know this more than anyone that I go – I'm, you'll see me a lot because I, I always go to the preseason. I'm always one of those five guys sitting on the outer on the hill <laughs> watching you guys. And uh, so it's – you can see Peter Wright doing those extra sessions with Truck and with Hurls and, and working on his contested marking. And, uh, and you know, I was talking about this on the show going, this is what you see. Like you see a guy who says, I'm going to develop myself. I know my weakness. I'm going to get better and better and better. He's done it for two years. And I there was a, a great kind of feel – that he won and he kicked the 53 goals because you, you, both him and yourself, it's just a payoff of, of, of just working hard, understanding where you need to go and, and getting the rewards for it. So uh, it was a great night all around and, uh, and junior merits always up there. So we always know that mids get all the shine, but, uh, uh, but yeah, just having us having a year, mate, I, as a fan, I, I can't express enough how much I appreciated watching you this year. Yeah. Uh, I thought your marking went to a really good level this year as well. You're averaging like 6.2 marks. Uh, it was the first time you got over 20 possessions you were averaging. So it was, it was like a really big stepping stone and, and it feels like now it's like, okay, another big preseason and, and you know, I still feel like you can even go another level. So I, I really believe in your talent. So I'm looking forward to seeing the boys play, see what they, they can come out with. You know, it feels like Brad Scott's going to have a bit of a, a harder edge and a, and a quite a demanding edge and and, and that's maybe where, where things are at. And and, and I, I just sense – I don't know. I'll just quickly ask this last question – I just sense just the way the group has been talking that you kind of underneath felt like, no, we actually want this. Like we want, we actually want someone to give us a little bit of a scorning now and then and uh, a bit of a, like a bit of a nudge. Yeah. A bit of a nudge, a bit of strength behind their words. And is that, is that kind of how you feel? Yeah. yeah. Well, I obviously can't speak for everyone, but from my point of view, I think, I think that's always the way that I've um, performed at my best playing under coaches that, um, you want to perform for and they hold you to those high standards um, and pull you up when you're not meeting them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So from my point of view, I'm, I'm absolutely stoked. Hopefully he's, uh, 
hard on us, and it might be a uh, might be a little bit of a wake up call for a few. But um, <laughs> I think over, overall, overall, it'll be. I think I obviously haven't had much to do with him so far, so I'm, I'm saying this um, without much experience. I, I I do think it'll be good for the group, and hopefully, hopefully, we're able to perform under him. So. Hey, yeah. I, I have to ask you actually a funny question. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack Ginevan, the tackle. Yeah. What, did you even go, holy crap, I got away with giving the like, guy a I, headlock? I near pulled the guy's head off <laughs> and didn't get a free kick. Did, were, <laughs> were you even like, okay, that's that was a little bit that was, that a, was a bit bizarre. Or did you think actually there wasn't much in it? Oh, well, personally, I was coming in to tackle him. I, yeah, you chase down tackle guys all the time. And um, obviously going in, you know that he – He's going to do stuff like that, and I can't control what the umpires do. So, <laughs> um, I, I, I genuinely thought I obviously didn't hear a whistle, but I thought I'd, I thought I'd given away a free kick as soon as I tackled him high. Yeah, um, yeah same. I was like, "Oh, you cheeky bugger, you already got me." Yeah. Um, I knew that he was going to do it and still fell for it. Um, <laughs> so I was, I was pretty flat, and that's why I gave him a little bit of treatment. It was obviously nothing personal, but no. um, I was like, "Bloody!" I was. It was more out of frustration than anything. Um, yeah, I apologise if it looked bad, but I was saying to people all week, I was like, mate, if I was holding the whistle, I would have paid a free kick, so I don't know what was going on. Yeah, no, um, just, I'll tell you what, from whether, fans... Whether he, whether he ducked or not, I took his head off. So, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I, was, uh, I, was, I was very, I was as surprised as everyone else that it wasn't paid, and yeah, from my point of view, it should have been paid, so... <laughs> oh, so mate, to on. us, it was mildly amusing, don't oh, worry. No, we're not, just, just, yeah. Mate, the, the stands went berserk. I bet they did. But um, yeah, as I, as I said, if I was holding the whistle, I would have paid a free kick. Absolutely. So. <laughs> All right, mate, we, we have uh, we've held you for far too long. We really appreciate your time. Well, one, one additional element for me that I just would like you to pass on. Um, from the podcast when we first started, we've always been a massive fan of BZT. Um, yep. We, I, sort of, when he first started, I, I described him as a as a different sort of unit, and <laughs> he kind of looks like a different sort of unit. Never met the man, um, but um, I, his season last year as well. He, I reckon, this he showed this season, kind of this year. Yeah, so this year, sorry, this <laughs> year. So, um, pass that on to BZT for us on the Lunchtime Catch Up podcast. Um, that we're really looking forward for him to do the same thing. Like he showed, he showed the AFL. Um, I reckon what he's capable of in the second half of that season. Um, and there's there's another player that I reckon the fans should really start watching because I reckon he flicked a switch um, in his head a bit, sort of Mason Redmond style. I think he maybe maybe, and I hope he does. I hope he feels like he's comfy. Um, in an AFL um, key position uh, down the back there. So I really hope that he does well next season too. Yeah, so do I. I think, as you touched on earlier with Pete, I think the guys that put in the work um, get rewarded. Pete put in yeah. the work. He's been rewarded. I feel like I've put in the work. I'm going to continue to. BZT is the same. Um, he's putting in the work. He's putting in the extras and um, getting the rewards. So hopefully... Hopefully everyone can can start getting to that, and we can see a, a big jump from the whole group. So. Beautiful. Yeah, all right, mate. And uh, we welcome your new teammate teammates today, Sam Wiedemann and uh, uh, and uh, Setterfield. So uh, we'll see what you know. Uh, I won't ask you much because, uh, but uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see what they we'll see what they can bring to the club. But it looks like it's going to be uh, uh, some decent some players coming in in areas that the, maybe the club has a few holes in. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So, uh, uh, and look, just lastly, just we want to, um, while you're on, just uh, send all our best wishes to Aaron Francis and, you know, uh, obviously, you know, thanks for, for what, 
for coming to the club. We know you're an Essendon supporter, so but you know the Sydney program. You know, I think you'll really shine there, and we wish you all the best in the new city and a new your life. So I uh, just we just want to say that as well. Absolutely, not going to enjoy playing against him. I don't think. Um, all right, Mason, thank you very much for your time, mate. Um, we really, really appreciate you. We appreciate that it's the off-season for you. And like you said earlier, you're doing some renos at the moment. So um, <laughs> get back to that dust on the couch and uh, have a brilliant season 23, mate. We will definitely be watching. Beauty. Cheers, guys. Thanks heaps for having me. Pre- Thanks, appreciate man. it. Thank you. That's what I'm talking about. Great music there. Uh, welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Well then, Scotty, what an incredible in- interview with Mason Redman there, mate. A massive thank you to him and the club, for that matter, for giving us access to uh, to Mason and for his time. It was a great interview. Yeah, look, you know, just to have him on Zoom and seeing him talking to him visually and it's all a bit like, oh, wow, that's Mason Redmond. Absolutely, like, We're man. still fans underneath and, uh, you know, we still get an absolute thrill out of it. Don't ev- anybody forget it. Seriously, don't anybody forget we the We don't fact. have big heads. We're just like, no, oh, mate. wow, that's that's Mason Redmond. We're both sitting on the edge. It's hilarious. Like, we've done oh, 300-odd shows now, whatever it is, more even, and – um. We, we've, we're up in Scotty's spare bedroom, i.e. the Lunch and Catch-Up Podcast Studios, and when we do normal podcasts, man, we're, we're relaxed back into the chairs, uh, we're talking to each other, no problems at all, we've got a pair of mics, we're all good, right? But I swear, both of us, I noticed, we're sat right on the edge of our chairs, looking into the camera, talking to Mason Redman, who's... About as casual as you like. you got to love it. But laser focused on his job now too. So, yeah, don't ever forget the importance of how much we enjoy a phone call like that. And, again, a massive thank you to the club for, for giving us access to Mason. And we sincerely hope we get a lot more of those coming up. Yeah, it's it's just, uh, yeah, it was a brilliant, yeah, just a, yeah, great moment for us. <laughs> and, again, and, for you. Like, <laughs> and if you listen, if you get the Patreons, if you're listening, like I, I, I know – have a have a listen again to the pod and, and and listen to his words because I think man if if his attitude is anything like the rest of the playing list I know you and you saw it in his face yeah, like, absolutely you, like, the advantage of it, and I'm sorry we we not we don't record the video and um, yeah so the players can relax and just look look yep. themselves um, but obviously we can see him and see the intensity in his face and absolutely and look you straight in the eye about wanting next year to be completely different and absolutely I liked his comment about linear like he wanted to be authentic growth didn't yeah. want the up and down anymore yep. he wanted he wanted to become linear and, and go up uh, even if it's gradual you sense it's just no we want to keep improving keep improving and then have a consistent level from there on as a club so and he, Mason Mason's he knows himself and he knows his game absolutely Mason's sort of you could tell he had a couple of smiles and you could tell he, 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 cheeky little he's, smile. he's got a cheeky smile that boy and he's, he's came, like you said I asked him about the sort of the after five action on the in the off season you can <laughs> see so, he so wanted to chat to us off, uh, offline there. There, there, as, as with all footy trips there would have been a couple of BOGs and um but you can see that in his face. But I was expecting a bit more sort of from that uh, of that from Mason because he's a bit of, he's a fun bloke, um, cracks a lot of jokes and stuff. But geez, I tell you what, guys, from the look on Mason so much, Redmond's it's, face, it's really I don't say the word mature, but just you can tell 
you know, like even me asking about leadership, I could see him nodding his head and you could say it was something that really he wants to get into. Yep. And, and, you know, like a, like a, we mentioned, winning best clubman of the year and that's a really big step for him. Because yeah, uh, he was known as the Joker, the larrikin. And, yeah. Uh, now it's, you know, winning that award and, and it, it would not to be surprised me if he's in the leadership group. And Brad Scott says exactly who I want in it's my – It's a great interview, man. And I know when, I know the club will be listening to the pod. So I'll tell you what, be putting that in front of um, Gia and, and Scotty and that sort of stuff as an interview for a guy that is laser-focused on success next year. And also, too, we really appreciate um, – if Mason listens back to this um, – we really appreciate Mason's reference to the fans as well. So yeah. he 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 realizes that <clears throat> just before you, you you chuck statements up on Facebook pages and stuff like that, the players read them, guys. They really do. And so they, uh, I think they've acknowledged, and Mason sort of said it. He's acknowledged that he wants the fans to think that they're putting in the effort that is required to win these games. So um, uh, uh, we learned so much from that um, chat, and we really hope you guys do too as well. Um, we hope you enjoy it, and we really we will be asking for as many more players as we can humanly get. So uh, keep your ears tuned um, to the to the Patreon page. Again, we uh, really appreciate you guys coming in as uh, as Patreons um, as he uh, fills a little bit um, as he opens the app, which he should always do earlier. Um, a couple of shout-outs to our new Patreon members. Um, Tommy, just Tom, Tom, Ben, um, Andy Demansky. I don't feel like you've been here before. Um, AR, which is just, it's like JR, but with an A. Um, Lauren Vella, g'day, Lauren. Um, Stuart Dean, Alex, just Alex. Um, and then Duran Duran, I'm going to call it Duran Duran, <laughs> even though it just says Duran, I think it says Duran. Duran Duran, um, Kayleen, 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 Kayleen Moore, um, thank you for joining us. Matt Kay, Trent Cooper, that's an Australian name if you've ever heard one, Michael Goff, Ian Welsh, Dylan, Andrew White, mm, they, they keep going on, we love it, Mark Lanson, Patrick Condemi, Paul Ryan, Zach, Paul Altus, Daniel Pappas, Ollis Thursfield, uh, and hilariously, um, uh, Footyology's very own Rowan Connolly is a, is a member <laughs> on the page. I'd say, Rowan, if you're listening to this, mate, we reckon with all the help you've given us over the years, we might have been able to sign you a Patreon for free, but thank you very much for signing <laughs> up as well. So a massive thank you to all of our uh, new and existing Patreons. We really hope you enjoy this exclusive content for a small period of time um, and we'll uh, we'll be working to get more and more next year. Yeah, and just quickly, if you want to join the Patreon, just go to Lunchtime Catch-Up Patreon page. It's just $3 a month. Uh, for example, last night I did a show with Ed Pascoe about the draft and trades. We just discussed what the options are and all the trade movements that have happened and what that means for Essendon with Wiedemann and... Uh, and uh, Setterfield. So that's the kind of content that we do that's on the Patreon page. So, so like I said, $3 a month. Anyone's welcome. Discord. We've and got you, a Discord channel on there as well. We've got a massive Discord channel, around 250 people going just talking footy on, on the Discord channel. So you get access, you get a whole heap of stuff. So uh, it's we think $3 is pretty crazy and worth it. So there you go. So I'm not going to oversell that, but thank you again. Uh, thank you again to Mason Redman. Thank you to the club for yep. your assistance uh, on helping us out with Mason. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Big moment for us as fans. But this is us signing off on the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Absolutely, mate. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, guys. <laughs>